Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. When we get frustrated, we need to realize how many incredibly great bills we've had passed into law here in Indiana that I really think puts us, now that we have constitutional carry, I think it puts us very near the top in terms of of pro-2A states as far as how guns are regulated, how gun owners are regulated. I really put our laws up against uh, about anyone's. You know, people talk about pro-gun states like Texas. I hear this all the time. Oh, well, you know, it'd be great to live in a pro-gun state like Texas. Texas has a lot of laws that we don't have here in Indiana that I would never want. For instance, if I want to swing by the local watering hole on the way home and have a beer in Indiana, and I'm carrying my lawfully possessed firearm, totally legal. In some states, including Texas, if an establishment serves alcohol, you can't carry a gun there. In some states, like Texas, it's it's illegal to have any amount of alcohol in your system while you're carrying a gun. Now, is it smart? Is it good policy? Is it responsible to go get stone-faced drunk while you're carrying a gun? Of course not. But in the meantime, if you want to stop off and have a beer on your way home from work and you're carrying your gun, the state of Indiana won't make you a criminal like the state of Texas will. And frankly, I treat carrying a gun and having a beer a lot like I treat driving and having a beer. If I wouldn't be comfortable driving with however many beers or perhaps a nice bourbon I care to enjoy on the way home, if I wouldn't be comfortable driving, I'm not comfortable carrying a gun. But my point in all of that is not to advocate for drinking while you're carrying a gun. My point is there are laws we don't have here in Indiana that a lot of states have, and I really do put us way at the top of the list when it comes to states that respect, through their legislation, the Second Amendment rights of their citizens. You know, we also have had some huge successes, and and sometimes as gun owners, again, when we get frustrated, we need to step back and take a look at things like we were the first state in the country to ever have a lifetime license to carry. Now, a lot of us have been saying for a long time we shouldn't have to have a license at all. But look what Indiana did. We first adopted... A lifetime license. You go in, you pass a background check one time, you get your license to carry, and you never have to go back and pay another fee. You never have to go back and do another background check. Now, the state police continuously cross-reference. Periodically might be a better word, but they cross-reference the criminal histories with the list of people who have a license to carry. Just because you passed a background check once to get your license, you go out and commit a felony, or you commit any number of other offenses, 
that can make you a prohibited possessor, you get a domestic violence order of protection issue issued against you, then you're no longer eligible for a license. You'll get a certified letter in the mail from the state police that say, we've uncovered information that indicates you're no longer a quote-unquote proper person as defined by statute to have a license to carry, and your license is hereby suspended pending a hearing. And you can either attend that hearing and, and defend your status as a proper person to have a license or not. But my point in all of that is we had a lifetime license. And as long as you or I don't do something knuckleheaded to make us lose our license, we keep it forever. And then eventually we made it free. We made the five-year license free, then we made the lifetime free. In fact, while we were fighting for constitutional carry, what I heard all the time from legislators who were opposing constitutional carry, they said all the time, Guy, why are you fighting so hard for, hard for this? All you need to do is go get your lifetime license. You never have to worry about it again. Well, why is this so important to gun owners? That is to do away with the requirement of going to the government and acquiring permission on the front end before you can exercise a constitutional right. And that's how I'd answer the question. I say I would say I want to live in a state that honors and respects the Second Amendment on par with every other constitutional protection. I don't know of another constitutional right where I have to go apply for a permit or a license in order to exercise a right I already had. If I have a right to protection against unreasonable searches and seizures so that police can't just walk up and kick my door in with no warrant and no probable cause, if I already have a right to that protection against unreasonable searches and seizures under the Fourth Amendment. Should I have to go in and apply for a permit? Yeah, I need a per- I need a placard that the state of Indiana issues to me only after a background check that I can hang on my f- doorknob or I can nail to my front door that says this house is protected against unreasonable searches and seizures. Go to, the, go to the neighbor's house. He didn't apply for his permit. He has no rights under the Fourth Amendment. Kick his door in. Does that make any sense to you? I, I need to go in and, uh, and pay a fee, you know, for many, many years. I had to pay fees. Go through a background check. Apply for a, a license so I can wear a medallion around my neck or get a tattoo on my chest. That'd be good. It says, this guy is protected against cruel and unusual punishment for any crime. So I get convicted of some misdemeanor and the local authorities want to skin me alive, hypothetically speaking, for whatever crime I committed. And they rip my shirt open, fully intending to skin me alive, and they go, oh, hold on, he's got the tattoo. He's got the medallion that says he passed a background check. He paid his fee. He got, his, he got his, his permit, his license to be protected against cruel and unusual punishment. Damn. Okay, bring the next guy in. He didn't apply for his license. We're skinning him alive. Does that make any sense to you? When you put it in the context of other constitutional freedoms, it makes no sense. Not to mention the First Amendment. You know the closest thing? The closest thing we have. When I say no other right is treated like this, is 
the local ordinances around that require you to get some kind of a permit or pay some kind of a fee to have a, a public gathering. You know, the First Amendment not only protects those rights we talk about the most often, the free speech, freedom of press, freedom of religion, also talks about the right of peaceful assembly. In fact, one time when I was testifying for constitutional carry, this was years ago, I had a Democrat representative in committee try to cross-examine me, and he said, you know, I keep hearing people say no other right is regulated like this. So guy, in a lot of cities, including Indianapolis, you have to go get a permit to have some kind of a parade or other public assembly, and the First Amendment protects that right. Do you think that's under, unconstitutional? I said, absolutely. What do you say, Representative? I'll write the bill. You introduce it. We'll call the First Amendment Freedom Restoration Act right here in Indiana. You write it. You file it. I'll push for it. I'll testify, and and we'll restore First Amendment rights the way they ought to be right here in Indiana. This guy looked at me. Give me the fish mouth. You know the fish mouth where your, your mouth's kind of forming a circle, but you can't get words to come out? That's the closest analogy I can think of. But that's why we pushed for it. That's why we get frustrated. We got frustrated for so many years we couldn't get it passed. Hey, thanks for checking out the podcast. We appreciate it. But make sure you join us live at WIBC.com to stream or at 93.1 FM in central Indiana for the Gun Guy Show every Saturday, 5 to 7.